that they might fight to enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright. Again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honor is due. Yahuwah, my only king, I pray that you accept from me this day my offering. Yahushua's name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. As you probably gathered, we're going to talk about Moses. Yeah, so we're going to get into the story of Moses. Uh, we're done with, with Joshua, who is a type of the Messiah, and um, his ecclesia. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Joseph. Uh, we're done with Joseph, who was a type of Messiah and his ecclesia. You know, and so then we come, we, we exit out of Exodus and we come into, I mean, out of Genesis and we come into Exodus. And it begins to tell us a new story. And so that's what we're going to get into. Now, let me have my first reader read Exodus 1, 1 through 7. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, and all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls. For Joseph was in Egypt already, and Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Hallelujah. Okay. So, one of the first things we're told here in verse 6 is that Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. Mm. So the question is, what is scripture telling us with this statement? Mm. You know, um, mm. this is a discipleship lesson. I forgot to put my discipleship uh, uh, precursor up there, but it'll be up there next time. So for now, yeah. What is this scripture trying to tell us with this uh, with this statement? The body of Yeshua and the bride are all dead. Ops. That's true. You about to say something? I was going to say the original um, leaders of the body of Messiah died. Those so the, the the ones that started after Messiah. Well, yeah, um, yeah, Yeshua and and and. Those that came out to him, his, his bride, essentially, they're, they're dead, basically. Yeah, you know, so, and all his brethren, and all that whole generation. So, in other words, there's, you know, there's no one who remembers, you know, uh, you know, the things that Yosef did, who, who witnessed it. There's no witnesses left from that generation, you know, and, and so... This speaks to a time, you know, similar to ours, because you know, in in 
in that respect, Yahshua is long since gone. His ecclesia long since um, gone. Everyone from that generation is gone, are they not? You know, so it's very similar to to our situation. You know, but it's important to recognize that, you know, and because a lot of people don't see that the body of Yahshua or his ecclesia, you know, actually died off at some point. You know, and there are some <coughs> usurpers, if you would, you know, that stand in their place, you know, and claim to be that, you know. Um, but we saw, uh, scripturally, we saw that all the believers, they upheld and acknowledged the body of Yahshua as their leaders. And you in no way see that today. You know, uh, you have several different factions, multiple factions and multiple leaders. You know, there's no one leading body over all the believers. You know, that died back in that generation. Amen? You know, so, but it, it gives us a timeline. It tells us, you know, uh, you know, where we are, so to speak. So it, it can definitely speak to a time such as ours because, you know, we are in alignment with that. You know, now, verse 7 goes on to say, And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. So who does the children of Israel represent throughout Scripture? Say again. Grandchildren. Well, Ephraim. Oh, uh, Ephraim. Yeah. Yeah, they they um. Ephraim, you know, are are fruitful, you know. Uh. But that that would be more so of what Ephraim represent, you know, what is children of Israel represent. Say again. I.e. Yeshua. You say I.e. Yahshua? Uh, oh, the body of Yahshua. Not quite. Not quite. Spiritual children. Uh, who is Israel to Yah? Yeah. You know, so, you know, Israel's children are his people. It's just a picture of his family. His 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 people, you know, so you know uh you know the greats, the great greats, the great great greats, the great 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 greats, you know, so on and so forth. You know, but essentially when you think of Israel throughout scripture you think of Yah's people. Amen. You know, uh they were the chosen nation, you know, that represents him. You know, so uh, this is what Israel represents throughout Scripture. And Israel, you know, um, from the revelation that Yah showed me, is a compound word of three Hebraic words, Yish, Ra, and El. You know, Yish, you know, meaning, uh, meaning man, Ra speaking the evil, and El for Elohim. And Israel is he who wrestles with good and evil and prevails by holding on mm -hmm. to Elohim. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah. You know, so this is a picture of Israel. You know, and the only way we're gonna prevail, if we're Israel, the only way we're gonna prevail is if we hold on to Elohim. You know, now what is meant by their being fruitful? Absolutely. You know, um, you have you have the spiritual fruit. You know, so uh, whenever we, we see some see scripture speaking of being fruitful, think of the spiritual fruit. You know, if we're thinking spiritually because we're spiritual beings, you know, then we should be looking for the spiritual understanding of things. Amen. You know, and so we see Israel, we think of the spiritual application, you know, hey, this is the children of children of Israel is the children of Elohim. You know, because we know Israel was his firstborn, right? Yep. You know, so, alright. You know, children of Elohim, talking about Yah's people. You know, so, now, I don't know if we've quite reached this point. You know, I'm certain that many of us hasn't. I'm not gonna say that none, none that there are aren't any that has, but certainly everyone hasn't, and that is become fruitful, mm -hmm. you know, in accordance to the spiritual fruit of the ruach, right? You know, so uh, this gives us our timeline. Mm -hmm. You know, so it lets us know what era we're dealing with. So if we continue on, it says, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, or Mitzrayim, which knew not Yosef. This is verse 8. You know, so what is y'all trying to communicate to us in this verse? By telling us there arose a new king over Mitzrayim, which knew not Yosef. What what is it, what is scripture communicating to us? Somebody other than Yahushua was king of the letter of the word. Uh, well, yeah. What does what does a king represent? No, that's 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 God. Um, what what does a king represent? A husband. A covering. Well, the king represents uh, King represents truth. Whenever you see a king in scripture, it represents a truth. Um, it could also represent a falsehood, you know, depending on what type of king it is. But essentially, it represents a doctrine that prevails. A ruling truth or a ruling doctrine. You know, that's what a king represents. When you see a king throughout scripture, just like, you know, Yah's, um, Yah's favorite king was whom? David. David. And so, you know, King David represents a, a doctrine of love that prevails over everything. That prevails over all Yah's people. And Yahshua came and brought a doctrine of love. 
In fact, he would say, you should be known by your love one for another. Amen? You know, so, because he was the son of David. And he was the, he was the, uh, the heir to his throne. So, I want you to, I want you to see, like, you know, whenever, okay, whenever you see king throughout scripture, and I, I believe I've told you guys this before, but, you know, understandably, may have forgotten, but king represents a truth, you know, a ruling truth, a reigning truth, you know, so, if we consider the body of Yahshua and Yahshua in their day and time, and the doctrine that ruled over Yah's people associated with them then and we think about what's the prevailing doctrine now we can see that there's a new king can you see that there's a new king that's reigning you know but we're going to take a look at the physical aspect of it as well you know, um, in a bit. But let's continue on. Let me have my next reader read verses 9 through 12 of Genesis 1. I mean, I'm sorry, Exodus 1. I've been in Genesis so long. <laughs> and he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But for but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Um, okay. Uh, before we get into that, I, I, I just realized we didn't really exhaust uh, what was being communicated in verse 8, you know, uh, up to verse um, 8. And that is that, okay, there's a new king, there's a new reigning truth that's over, you know, Egypt, which speaks to the word, the letter of the word. Um, but this also, Egypt is also spiritual, what? Jerusalem, exactly. So here it is. We see a new king or reigning truth or doctrine that's reigning over Jerusalem, which knew not Joseph. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we see that they're not believers of Yahshua. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, so we're talking about a new reigning um, truth or doctrine that's over Jerusalem which knew not Joseph or they're not associated or they don't know about Yahshua. You know, now, a case can be made that that's, you know, that that's happening today too, as well. You know, uh, because uh, those who are ruling over Jerusalem, they don't know Yahshua. Say la. Alright, now we can move forward. So, verse 9 said, Behold, the, um, the people of the children of Israel, you know, are more mightier than we. So, here it is, we see, you know, that 
you know, they, they, they're, they're getting intimidated, you know. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's, it's spoke about them being afflicted. This word afflicted and, um, and afflicted is on nine number 6031, meaning to be occupied, to be busy with, to oppress, to humble, you know. And so here it is, like, you know, that's one way you afflict someone, you just keep them busy. You know, you oppress them with work. You humble them with, with task. You know, and it says that they caused them to build treasure cities, you know, for Pharaoh. You know, Pharaoh represents what? The great house, absolutely. You know, uh, the great house can speak to the temple. It can also speak to the house of Judah. You know, uh, and then it says that they're called, they were called Pithom and Ramses. You know, Pithom speaks to uh, an enclosed place in it. In it uh, it means city of justice or city of righteousness, you know, and Ramses, you know, speaks to a child of the sun. So can someone describe to me the picture that's being painted here? Mega churches. Yeah, that's, that's very, that's very good. Um, yeah, you can definitely see mega churches in, in, in here, you know, you know, and they're making treasure cities, you know, and the people are are being, you know, afflicted or busied with, you know, where they're supposed to be making a city of justice and making children of the sun or children of light. You know, so not bad task. They're just being oppressed with it. Mm -hmm. Now, going to um, Exodus one fifteen, it says, And the king of Mizraim spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was uh, Shifra, and the name of the other was Puah. Mm -hmm. Now, the term Hebrew, I'm sorry. Alright, the term Hebrew speaks to one who passes or crosses over, you know, and if one passes or crosses over, it's usually in accordance to them traveling, so it speaks, you know, to one who passes or crosses over specifically, you know, and indirectly, it speaks to travelers or sojourners, you know. Now, Shifra means brightness, and Pua means splendid. Put them together, you get splendid brightness. Brightness speaks to what? Light. Light speaks to what? Wisdom, understanding. understanding and knowledge. Absolutely. So can you see some sojourners that are wise? You know, when you put the Hebrew midwives together, you you can see that you have some that crossed over, some that passed over. You can you can see you have some travelers, some sojourners that are splendidly bright, that that are wise, because that's the highest level of brightness, right? You know, like uh, that last projector we was looking at, that was just understand. That was just uh, knowledge. You know, it, you know, the one we're using now is understanding. We were trying to buy one that was wise, you know, but <laughs> but. It, <laughs> 
you know, we failed. We have to try again. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah. So I pray that you can see the travelers, uh, some travelers or sojourners that's wise. And then Exodus one sixteen says, and he said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. What is the spiritual picture being painted here? Yes, the son is the builder of a house of the house. Um, but it also represents what you say, um, Moshe? Truth? Absolutely. Represents truth. What does the daughter represent? Benevolence. Benevolence or goodness, absolutely. You know, so, yes. So here it is. Say, we're going to kill the truth, but we want you to keep doing good works. Can you see that? So he's telling, he's telling the Hebrew midwives, he's telling, you know, these wise sojourners that, you know, when you see them bring forth truth, kill the truth. But if they bring forth good works, let them go here. Hmm. Can you see that? You know, see, Scripture is trying to paint a picture for you. So, so if you can see this picture, you can see how life was. Hmm. You know, you can see that they they're living in a constant, you know, state of deception, hmm. much like we are today. A constant state of deception, you know, where the sun, you know, i.e. truths, when they when they are birthed, they're slaughtered. But as long as you're doing good, you know, you're allowed to live. You know, now let me have my next reader read verses 17 through 19. But the midwives feared Elohim and did not as the king of Mizraim commanded them. But but seeing the men, children, alive, and the king of Mizraim called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men, children, alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Hallelujah. All right, so says the midwives feared Elohim. And they didn't do what the king of Mitzrayim commanded. But they saved the men children alive as well. You know, so they kept the truth alive. So the truth that came about them, they kept alive. Even though they were commanded to kill them, right? You know, and then, you know, they gave a cockamamie story to, uh, to Pharaoh as to why they did it. You know, now, you know, it's, it's believed by some that, like, these were actually Egyptian midwives. You know, they were midwives to the Hebrew women, but some believe that they were actually uh, Egyptian midwives. 
you know, I mean, because it's just preposterous to ask, uh, you know, um, Hebrew midwives to kill their own kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, but that makes it interesting, you know, because like any, you know, I, I believe any woman who love life, you know, and, you know, to the point to where they become, want to become a midwife will have a hard time killing, killing babies. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they should, right? You know, it's got to be a special kind of wicked to do that. You know. Verses 20 through 22. It goes on to say, Therefore Elohim dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and maxed and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared Elohim, hallelujah, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, ye shall cast into the river. And every daughter, ye shall save alive. Now, what I want to present is essentially what we have here is a story where it's the wise deceive the king of Jerusalem into thinking they're going to comply with his commands, who instead feared Elohim more than man. And so they didn't comply with the king, you know, which resulted in one of the most famous of Israel's sons to live. And of course, that famous son was, would be Moshe. Mm-hmm. Right? But in the Brick Kadashah, we have a very similar story. You know, if we if we take a look at Matthew Yahu 2 1, it says that when Yahushua was born in Bethlehem of, of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Hmm. There came wise men. Hello, Hebrew midwives. Yeah. And it said. You know, in the days of Herod the king. Hello, new king. When you consider King Herod, his family was of Edomite origin. Thus, he was a new king, seeing that all previous kings of Israel were of Israelite blood, whereas King Herod was only Jewish in faith. You know, can you now see when Yahushua was born, he was, um, there was a new king? You know, so... Uh, it's right in accordance with what you see with the story of Moses. You know, it's during a time when a new king would be reigned. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought that was a beautiful picture. Yeah. You know, and then you have the uh, the wise men who aligns with the um, Hebrew midwives. Let me have my next reader read Matthew 2 through 9, please. Saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are to come worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem was with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Messiah should be born. And and they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the prince of Judah, for out out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule by 
that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young ch child. And when he and when ye have found him, bring bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see this new king. He had heard things and he was troubled. You know, and all of Jerusalem with him. So we see this is very similar to the new king, you know, um, hearing about the population of, of the children of Israel, you know, and he too became worried. You know, what was his resolve? You know, you know, his resolve was, well, let's do a population control. You know, um, that, that would be his, his resolve. You know, uh, and so he told the the wise men, you know, that that's likened unto the Hebrew midwives, you know, hey, when you find them, you come bring me word. You know, and when they heard the king, they had departed. You know, but if we jump down to verse twelve, it says, "And being warned of Elohim in a dream that they should not return to him." They departed into their own country another way. Now, can you see that within this, that they feared Elohim more so than man? And so they didn't adhere to what King Herod said. They listened to what Elohim said, just like the midwives. Verses 13 through 18 goes on to say, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Adonai appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise! And take the young child and his mother and flee into Mizraim. And be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Mizraim. And was there until the death of Herod. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Adonai by the prophet saying, Out of Mizraim have I called my son. Now check out the resolve you know, that he had. It was the same as the new king in a time, um, you know, just prior to Moshe's uh, birth. Hmm. It says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly uh, sitting wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children hmm. that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof, and two years old and under, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, the prophet, saying in Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Mm. You know, so can you see like both of these new kings did the same thing. They killed the kids. You know, like I said, it's got to be a special kind of wicked, you know, the the kill the kids, uh, the, the murdered kids. Mm -hmm. You know, nevertheless, that's what's happening now today. It's called abortion. Yes, you know, 
and you know, folks were, you know, deceived into it, you know, in, in, in many cases, you know, and uh, but it was part of a deliberate plan, you know, and the wise, you know, they're gonna stop doing that, you know, and they're gonna help people see the truth. They're gonna stop killing the truth, you know. So I pray that you can see, like, like in Exodus one, it's a very similar instance right before Yahshua, you know, um, 